Hi, everybody, and thank you very much for checking out this week's edition of Tellage Talks. Gen Not is the driving force behind Rec to Connect. That's R-E-C, the number two, the word connect. Rec to Connect. This is in Northeast Ohio, and the organization's motto is included always. It's recreational therapy for people with and without disabilities. And if the not name sounds a bit familiar to sports fans, know that Jen is indeed, well, she's the mother of two amazing young kids. And yes, she is the wife of Bally Sports announcer and Guardians baseball whiz, Andre Knott. Rec to Connect serves seven counties in Northeast Ohio, from Cuyahoga to Lorraine, Summit, Portage, Medina Lake, and Geauga counties. I've known the Knots for quite some time now, and of course, have had the opportunity over the years to work on occasion with Andre. He's a top-notch broadcaster and a good, good friend. And Jen is just as good a person as they come. Recently, I was at the organization's golf event at Little Mountain. It's a fundraiser, and a lot of the people that support the organization were on hand enjoying a great day. So we sat down and chatted a little bit about the organization and what you should be able to know about what they do for folks in Northeast Ohio. So here's my conversation with Jen Knott of Wrecked to Connect. Jen Not, please tell our listeners, what is Rec to Connect? Rec to Connect is a nonprofit organization. Uh, we connect people with disabilities to community recreation, um, lifelong leisure, and opportunities within the community to find their place of where, what makes them happy. What was the inspiration for it? Uh, so I have a cousin who has autism, and so I saw growing up the differences in opportunities that he had versus what I had as well. Um, and so when I went to college, I started out pre-med, thought I wanted to be a doctor, quickly realized that was not <laughs> not for me. That's a lot of schooling. Um, but I always played sports. I loved recreation, but I wanted to work in a clinical setting as well. Um, so my mom found recreation therapy um, in like the Kent State newsletter and was like, oh, you should check this out. And I was sold as soon as, as, soon as I started. Um, and so... Once I got into the career and started working in hospitals, I started working in schools. Um, I loved what I was doing during the day, but once people went home, you know, in the community, there really wasn't anything for them to continue working on those skills or to engage in recreation. If it was swimming, if it was, you know, golf, if it was basketball, um, you know, there just weren't a lot of opportunities out there. So I started working with two families at the time um, on the side, and they really pushed me as well as my husband, Andre, and my parents to start Rec to Connect, um, which I don't didn't know anything about business, but mm-hmm. here we are 14 years later. And it was 14 years ago you started this? 14 years. I, I wasn't aware that it was, and that I could say that's old. I mean, because you've, you've kind of withstood the test of time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still even saying it out loud feels <laughs> like unbelievable uh, that it happened and, you know, that we're here today and that it's a nonprofit and that it's just growing so much. And I think it attests to that need and that inspiration that originally I saw as a kid of my cousin that didn't have those opportunities where now we are able to give hundreds and hundreds of families opportunities to participate in recreation together, participate with their friends, with their families, um, and have qualified staff and individuals that can help do that. Jen, when you first came, you know, had the idea, 
what were some of the first services that you're able to 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 help people enjoy uh, and then how did it grow and what were the things that helped make it grow so the first thing was aquatics um okay. so i wasn't a swimmer i played soccer was always my sport uh, and softball but when I was in college, I did an opportunity at Hattie Larlam, which is a home for individuals with severe to profound disabilities. Um, and I worked under a physical therapist, well, I volunteered under a physical therapist in rec therapy. And I saw individuals that were in wheelchairs, on ventilators and trachs, oh, wow. you know, not a lot of movement in on land. And we would get them in the water and it was like magic. I Just mean- transformed them. Yes, like watching their faces light up and watch their body relax and move and they start kicking and their arms are moving and you know all of a sudden there's there's no limits there's no bounds you know that um and no barriers once they got in the water and i was sold i i was like i have to work in the water this is like a magical place that i have to be all the time um so i kept putting myself in internships and volunteer opportunities that were in the water in clinical settings um so other nonprofits, or these were things that were more structured than a nonprofit initially yeah How'd so I, I worked uh so my internship was at the Cleveland Clinic okay. Children's okay. Hospital for Rehab gotcha. um so it was an inpatient uh now facility I gotcha. okay. um so I I did my internship there and then I started working thereafter in the Center for Autism um and during that time then I we were doing swimming but I wanted to do more with swimming with individuals with autism and other disabilities so we kind of expanded that at the clinic as well okay. um and then like i said once i i had met a few individuals through there one in particular that um he just he still to this day comes direct to connect he comes three times a week to us he is my guy his name Can is you sam his, sam okay. yeah his name's sam. um his name's sam his parents and his parents really are are the big reason why there is a rec to connect today because they i called them and said hey sam loves being in the water uh, at school, I would love to swim with him in the community. I know you don't know me, but I feel like I could help him in the water. Um, do you have a place that you belong or somewhere you take him to swim? And they said, well, we have a membership at the JCC in Beachwood. Okay. Um, we, you know, we take him to swim, but that would be amazing if you could teach him how to swim. Um, and so that's what I did. I'd go pick him up in my car and him and I would ride to the JCC together. And uh, this was before Recta Connect. So this is probably two years before I started Recta so Connect. more that, like 16 years ago or yeah. so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so Sam and I would turn the music up, roll the windows down. Like I just, I always felt like being able to give any individual, like I did that as a teen. I did that when I was his age, you know, riding with my friends around to go do something fun that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, that was definitely what it turned into. So then aquatics really was the primary thing that we did from the start. And it was just me. So it was what I did from the start. Um, seven days a week in multiple pools, driving all over with swim equipment in my back seat. And um, then eventually it turned into like, we have set facilities, we have equipment that we store there. Um, and then once I got pregnant with my daughter, with Isabella, is when I was like, okay, we, I need to hire someone. I never really thought of it as this was going to be a big but business. But this is still the early stages of Rec to Connect. It was a nonprofit, but very lightly structured yes and loose in terms of people that could help could help you because you really didn't have many funds to to get that going right yeah Initially. no no definitely not at the beginning i mean it was we actually started as an llc okay. um oh, so okay. that was the advice that i got from the accountant and lawyer at the time was started as an llc see if you can even get it off the ground um and if you can then start a nonprofit. um and then you know you would you would get rid of the llc and then have the and that's what we did so 2020 is when or, so 2014 is when the nonprofit started and then 2020 is when everything moved we shut down the llc and everything moved into the nonprofit. Okay. so it was all kind of one 
because uh, for a while I was running two separate organizations <laughs> that made it really interesting. <laughs> how, did you, how did you juggle all that? Andre's traveling, you know, during the baseball season. Uh, for those uh, listening, you know, your husband is Andre Not Valley Sports outstanding broadcaster but he's traveling a lot you know hey it, it's tuesday i must be in pittsburgh or right <laughs> bussing back <laughs> yeah. yeah so how did you how do you just juggle all that um a lot. i it is it is i feel like we so we moved back to akron area um to be closer to family so that was a big part of it um and when he took the job i remember calling my mom and saying like i think this is the worst idea i've ever heard <laughs> i i you know he wants to travel we have we had a four month old at the time and a two-year-old and i had i was running businesses and um, and she was like, if this is what he loves, if you say no to this, or if this is something that like holds him back in any way, because it's not going to look perfect, you know, mm-hmm. what we think our life should be. You don't want him 10 years later to think of that missed opportunity and like yeah. have resentment or just kind of have any feelings, any sort of way. And it was like, that was all I needed to hear of like, yeah. I care about him and I care about what he loves as well as, and as much as he's done the same for me, Rec yeah. to connect would not be what it is today without his support either. And the sacrifices he's made. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really was our families that at that point with, I said, I told my mom, I said, okay, well that means we're, we we're going to have to move back. Like we're going to have to move closer. And sure. we had already thought about it to begin with, but um, so his, you know, his family, my family have been tremendous in helping us with that. Um, and my, I feel like our team, like my staff at Rex How many people Connect, are on your staff? Uh, we have 23. Wow. Um, that are with us. And then we have a board of eight. Um, so, you know, without their understanding too of like, sometimes my kids are going to have to come along with me and sometimes yeah. they're going to have to be on swim team and, you know, be a part of this or that. Um, everybody has been really helpful in understanding of that. Um, and as much as in travel too. So we try to travel with Andre as much as I can so yeah. that the kids can see him. Yeah, have that normalcy per se. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- and I still work when I'm gone. So I take everything with me. I don't take days off during yeah. that time. Um, it's just, I'm physically not there. So everybody, like I said, I couldn't do it without the understanding and help of everybody around us. Jen, well, so really, you know, if you waited around for the perfect time to set up the business and to get it going, you probably never would have started. You just, so it had to start right here, right? Right yeah, in the heart. Absolutely. Our heart said go and you went. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And it, it was, I think it, my mom is the one that said to me, um, cause I, at the time was kind of toying with like, maybe I just want to be like an event planner. Maybe I just want to like plan weddings. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to work in this field. Cause I had quit working at the Cleveland clinic. Um, I started waitressing, um, okay. to, I was waitressing prior to that just for extra money. Cause I wasn't making a lot in the field that I was in. Um, I realized I was making more waitressing than wow. I was. Um, so then I quit and was doing that full time. I was seeing Sam on the side and my mom said, when I told her my party planning idea, um, she was like, you know, you have a gift and people need that gift in this world. And yeah, you may be great at party planning too, but if you don't do this, then who's going to do it? Um, and that really was all I kind of needed to hear to Mm -hmm. know that like, that is my place. This is why I was put here in this world was to make a difference in this way. And if I'm not going to do it, then who would, who would do it? And what else would I do? So I still get to kind of plan parties like today at a golf outing. It's a big party. This is a golf party. Yeah. Mistakes are being made all over this place. <laughs> right. right. You know Absolutely. What I mean? But Absolutely. it's 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 so and, and so when you were growing the business, this nonprofit, um you probably have to have that special sense to to detect or to to read a person 
for their wanting to be in full bore to the mission, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you find those types of people? They have there are special people to be involved in this. I it, think. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, really I will good. say that is sometimes one of our biggest challenges is okay. that over the years. So obviously, when I first started, I didn't have business experience. I wasn't a manager ever to be hiring or firing anybody prior to starting Rec to Connect. Um, and I think at the time I started hiring people based on need, like I needed people, I needed a body, I needed someone to be there. Um, and I realized very quickly that that was not the best way to hire, that I needed to hire people that really were invested in working with people with disabilities that had their heart in the right place and that they knew this was the field that they wanted to be in for life, that it wasn't like testing the waters. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want a party plan. Maybe I want to, you know, they weren't in that phase of life still. So um, the biggest way I feel like people have found us is by word of mouth. A lot of people share our information that either already work with us will say to somebody else, you know, hey, I got this other friend that's great. I think they should come, okay. you know, okay. interview. Um, I mean, we do market, we do put things out there, but we are kind of, I always say, trying to find a needle in a haystack, um, especially because a lot of what we do is in the water. You have to love being in the water. Sure. You have to love swimming. You have to know how to swim. And yeah. then you also have to, you know, be in the field and wanting to be in the field to make a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. Yeah. And that makes, and, and we do a lot of other things besides aquatics but i feel like that definitely it it is hard to find the right people the more you go along this path of helping people are there fewer times where you even question why you did it or are you full on now yeah yeah i'm sure in the beginning there were a lot of ifs and gosh are we really doing the right thing here Mm -hmm. are we serving people the right way absolutely yeah i mean i think early on and i would say probably even up till we made the transition to move everything into the nonprofit. I think there were still were moments of like, can this continue? Can it sustain itself? Can mm-hmm. we have the support that we need to be able to provide the quality of services that we want to provide? Um, and I think the pandemic was just like, that it was there. That was it. You know, we made it through the pandemic. We thrived somehow through the pandemic. We still were able to service people virtually. What were some of the secrets? Because, I mean, you couldn't have physical contact with people. How did, yeah. how did you guys bridge that gap for a year and a half, two years? Could not have <laughs> it been was, No, no. And I'm sure if you were in any of our houses or, or any of that, it would, like, I would... So we did aquatics. I mean, a lot of what we did was aquatics. So there were some, especially younger kids that we worked with, maybe under five, that we would offer to the parents like, hey, we could do sessions. You guys be in your bathtub, Johnny in a swimsuit, Mm -hmm. mom or dad with him, and I'll be in my living room with a bucket of water and I'll demonstrate (laughs) all the things. So the kids would come in and I would be rolling around on the floor like, here's how we're on our belly. Now we're going to flip over on our back. So you were teaching swimming, land-based swimming. Yes, yes. (laughs) And we, had a, we have a swim team, too. So we have a USA oh swim team, and we started a program called Fish Out of Water. That's our hilarious. Razor Sharks Fish Out of Water. And so our swim coach did swim team practices out of the water. So he would have kids laying on, like, ottomans in their houses. He would be laying on a box. Like, they oh would be God. practicing swim strokes. And, I mean, this went on for a good amount of time. Oh, my gosh. And then after that, it was being, I feel like, I feel like I'm very much the type of person that if I hear no or if something is challenging, like I'm, I'm a problem solver. I want to figure it out. I want to mm-hmm, figure out, well, mm-hmm. how do we make that possible? It can't sure. be that that's not possible. We just have to figure out how. Um, and so it was, all right, so we can't see people. We can't be indoors. 
maybe we can start people riding bikes all the time. So okay. we were like, okay, there's a big need for bike riding. And so we started a bike riding program outdoors in a parking lot. Um, people donated bikes. We found like a dad and son team that started a bike repair business that are still to this day are bike repair people. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so we teach kids and adults still how to ride bikes. But that was a pandemic that came because we couldn't be in the pools. We couldn't do what we fitness. We couldn't do what we usually do. Wow. So let's let's game plan. We're five years in the future. What's Rec to Connect? What do you think it looks like? What do you think? What are your hopes and dreams and wishes for it? Yeah, so people. we have uh, a dream big is kind of our our big dream right now. Um, but we would love to have a facility of our own. Okay. Uh, so we work out of rec centers now. We rent space from rec centers, which is fabulous to be in the community, to be doing our thing. You almost but, feel like you're embraced by that co that community. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think the hard part is because it's not our community center, you know, they're running their own programs too, understandably right. so, and that's a priority. A hundred percent. But I would love for us to have our own facility where our programs are the priority and are designed and set up. We could hang things how we want. We could put things in the pool how we want. We can shut it down and have a birthday party for one of our participants because we want. Um, and we could service everyone. So it wouldn't be just for people with disabilities, but it would be a fully inclusive um, you know, well thought out planned facility. Um, and we've been, I've toured a few throughout the country that are already doing this and oh, cool. they're doing amazing, amazing things. When we were in Arizona, I got to see one, uh, Ability 360 and they are just, it, that, very similar we in be scope, them. very similar in scope. Absolutely. Ability yeah. 360. Cool. Yeah. So they are doing, I mean, they do aquatics, they do wheelchair sports, they do adaptive sports, they do kayaking, they do bike riding. I mean, they do everything, but it is for all, everyone in the community. So anybody can join and be a member. Um, it, it's just walking into there was like no other. So is, that is our, that is our big goal. <laughs> that is very, that's so cool that you shoot so high because you know, uh, everybody sh should have the opportunity to, uh, experience, you know, the fullest, uh, limits to what they can physically do. Yeah. Even though they kind of come from different circumstances or maybe disadvantaged in some ways uh competitions too uh, could you see you know swimming competitions yeah things like that absolutely so we being a usa swim team uh we're also a paralympic swim team so we do take swimmers out of state to go to paralympic swim meets okay. we would love to be able to host those ourselves here too one day um and having our own facility would allow that um and then it would also be able to expand to like cycling competitions and basketball competitions and partnering with other people that are doing similar things that we are to provide space because we're all kind of renting from other you know from mm -hmm. other spaces and so it would be great to just have somewhere that like oh you need that on a tuesday like sure we can do that for you you okay. know that now it's a lot harder we kind of fit into uh, the schedules of what are already established where sure. it would be great to be able to have our own to kind of set those competitions bocce competitions and oh, gosh, you know there's so many different things that could be done and, yeah yeah bowling you know yeah. so many different competitions absolutely wow. um how can people uh get involved if they you know obviously you always can use the financial support but what other ways we uh so we're always looking for volunteers mm -hmm. um obviously at our events 
are primarily volunteer run, but also our programs. We do a lot of adult social clubs, like meetups in the community, where um, our adults will come together and go to swings and things or have a game night. Um, so having other adults that would want to come or teens that would want to come volunteer to help with that would be awesome as well. Okay. Um, so I, volunteers for any of our programs is huge. Um, you know, any even just sharing our stuff on social media, yeah. I feel like that is invaluable to us to just reach other populations of people that we may not already know that might not be connected to us um yeah so i that's another great way to get involved jen you kind of came along at a good time in terms of like the social uh, media phenomenon that's that's out there where you can kind of grow your business your passion your your future uh, uh wants and desires because social media can be another voice right yeah and, and connect people to you so uh you're on what are what are some of the social media platforms that you you jump into that people so, can find you? Yeah, we do um, Instagram. Okay. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, we do have a YouTube channel. Not super active on that, but we do have one. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are our main forms. Okay. And we post videos, pictures of what's going on, um, highlights of our staff, of our participants, you know, just anything that's happening. And then we have a newsletter too. You have a newsletter. Yeah. So you can subscribe on our website at rectoconnect.org. And um, then weekly, we send out newsletters of just like, what are we doing? What are we doing in the community? How can you get involved? What um, programs do we have available? Anything. We have a volleyball tournament that we're hosting coming up. You know, any of that kind of stuff is always in there. This is awesome. Jen, it's so great to talk to you. I've always been impressed by your passion and your, your, uh, your, your thoughts and desires to help other people. And boy, it's amazing that it's been this many years that you've had the nonprofit, that you've had this, this vision and you're still, you know, pushing it to the max. So I wish you nothing but the best and always hope to remain a friend in that regard. Thank you so much. That means the world. I, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much to Jen Knott. What a great chance to talk to her about the organization and get her thoughts about the story behind the growth of Rec to Connect and the passion that you can see and you can hear on her voice about how passionate she is to make more and more services available to people in Northeast Ohio that do indeed need them. And if you'd like some more information on Rec to Connect, you can find them on the web at rec2connect.org. Rec2connect.org. They also have a presence on Instagram and other social medias. You can get hiking, you do aquatic therapy, pedal power, bike connect, and so many more types of activities for individuals both with and or without disabilities who want access to recreational activities. Getting out, moving, enjoying the company of others can be very therapeutic. And of course, you are dealing with some individuals who have, because of their situation, have had a difficult time being around other individuals and rec to connect is just a beautiful way to get those types of individuals out and doing more and more recreational activities. All the best to Jen and of course my sincere hopes for her husband that he's doing playoff baseball this year with the Guardians. We'll see how the season goes along. But thanks again to Jen Knott of Rec to Connect. If you'd like more information, as I mentioned, rec2connect.org will send you into the right spot on the web. Thank you, Jen, and thank you for listening. I look forward to our next episode. We'll see you the next time around, gang, on another episode of Telich Talks. We'll see you then.